0: I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter...
1: family you know uh, Kevin sung that song uh, he has made me glad and and he definitely has made me glad glad to be amongst you and glad to have you as my brothers and sisters Uh, visitors we're so happy you're here I know we got somebody from Dayton Ohio in the, in the house and we're, we're glad he's here with us uh, and if there's any other visitors thank you for coming and worshiping God with us the way God wants to be worshipped brothers and sisters we're happy you're here uh, we, uh, we're so glad to to enjoy the sunshine that God provided for us uh, also, uh, you know, when I, I came up as a, a kid, we didn't have air conditioning, but uh, now at my ripe old age, I, I thank God for air conditioning, <laughs> so that's that's just part of it. Let me share something with you a little bit. You, you got a second? Uh, Chuck, don't say nothing, please. You have a second. Uh, last Sunday, I kind of sat in the young adult class, and uh, I tell you what, uh, my my heart leaped for joy because uh, I listened to their spiritual conversation and their their uh, trip to camp and. Uh, and they they really had a mature conversation they was talking about the uh their uh teachers they were talking about prayer and it was wonderful it was just plain wonderful i was i was just like a proud daddy i tell you what uh they're they are growing and and you know at this time before i ramble on and on i want to really thank all our teachers that, that are teaching our young people. You are truly teaching them in the way of God, and you're, you're, you're showing them, and, and demonstrating and, and His word, and that, that guess what? Uh, we're gonna stand up to this world, and, and all this foolishness. I'm gonna use a word my, my teacher used in uh, Sunday school class, Class, uh, this mess that's going around, we're going to tell them the truth, and that's why we're here. So, join the teachers and thank God for our students, and uh, let's just keep encouraging them. Let's go to God. Please pray with me. Most Holy Father, thank you for Jesus Christ. Your son, thank you for the sacrifice he made to restore our relationship with you. Thank you for the Holy Spirit, our guarantee, Father, thank you for the church, and we thank you for our body here at North Brevard. Father, keep us humble where we don't feel like uh like we are in control because only you are in the control and only you have power help us continue to love you help us continue to love one another father help us tell this lost world the truth that all they need is jesus christ he's the answer to any problem they have and let us share with them to come to Jesus. Father, be with us as we worship you today. Father, we pray that as we remember our Lord death burial, resurrection, remember what he did for us and without him we will completely be separated. Not a part of you. Thank you again for loving us. We pray this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Let's stand together and let's sing number 63 together. I will call upon the Lord. Let's call upon him this morning. I will hold on the Lord.
2: We will
3: Let's go to our Father in prayer. Our good and gracious, generous Heavenly Father, we're delighted to be able to come here this morning and worship you, fellowship with one another, sing songs of praise, praise you with our words in these prayers, and celebrate the remembrance of death of your son his glorious resurrection and what he has done for us through that to hear a message from your word Father we thank you so much for the opportunity to do these things and to be together we pray for your blessing on all of them Lord we pray for your blessing on the the many works that our congregation is involved in outreach to, to the community and to the world, Lord, we, we pray for your blessing on the food pantry and the World Bible School. We have Evangelism U coming up this week. We pray for the the speaker and for those of us who will be participating to be to be changed in in uh, in our outlook, our perception, our our way of seeking and saving the lost father please please work in our hearts to make us uh, to make us better at that lord we pray for our guest speakers today for Doug Gerties and for Dr. Shannon this evening lord there's much going on in the world much strife that we so need your help we so need your intervention lord we pray that you will work in the in the hearts of good men and women everywhere that you can to, to influence the outcome of, of such terrible things that are going on in so many places. Lord, please be with our, our own leaders and our own government and our own country, our president and all the cabinet. Lord, please help them to, to make good, righteous decisions. And, to be influenced by your word and by good people. Lord, we pray for the ones who can't be here because of different illnesses and, and just life situations that, especially those who, who aren't able to worship with us because of the, the things that are going on in their lives. Lord, I'm gonna, gonna mention, bring each one of their names before you, and as, as I do that, we'll remember what their needs are, know that you are attending to them. Pray for Nancy and Dennis Riker, for Sue Shumay and her continued recovery, for Leah's recovery, for Aiden Phillips, Sue Sharp's grandson, for his recovery, for Bobby Securo's recovery, Rick and Patty Curry, Jonathan Jenkins, Nancy Aggie, Betty Larner, Kyle Nobles, Brandon Bassett, Krista O'Malley, Brenda Scott, Gail Griffin, Heidi Dietrich, Courtney Wall. Lord, we pray that, that you will be working in the lives of the care caregivers, the loved ones who are attending to them every day, the doctors, the, the nurses, people who are attending to them in medical situations. Lord, we pray for for good outcome for each one of them and, and for rapid healing that glorifies you and return here to worship with us. Lord, we pray that you will be with us through the remainder of this service. We want to continue to, to praise you from our hearts. We want to, to bring our, continue to bring our petitions before you as they, as they come to mind during the service, what we need, what our brothers and sisters need, what our neighbors need. Lord, we pray for missions around the world Especially mindful today of uh, the need in Nicaragua, we also pray for those in in Africa, in Zimbabwe. Lord, we pray pray for a fruitful harvest in those places. What we can contribute will will reap dividends in saving souls. Lord, be with us as we. As we pray, as we sing, and as we remember your Son, Jesus Christ, it's in His name that we pray. Amen.
0: To help prepare our minds to take the Lord's Supper, we're going to sing number 381 together.
2: 381. You just say, and cry.
4: 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, beginning at verse 14. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on we regard no one from a worldly point of view, Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity to surround this table, to be reminded just how much you love us. Father, we know that you knew that we were lost, we were out of control, that we were headed to a world of destruction. And Father, you loved us so much that you sent your only son to live among us, to set a perfect example, and then to die a terrible death to bring hope to us. Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for this bread which represents his body broken for us. Father, help us to take of it in a manner pleasing to you. We ask it in Jesus' holy name, amen. Father, we continue to pray, thanking you for the great love that you have for us. We thank you for Jesus' willingness to shed his blood, the blood that even today, some 2,000 years later, can wash away our sins. Father, we thank you that he willingly did that. Father, be with us as we take of this emblem, which represents that blood, help us to do so in a manner pleasing to you. In Jesus' holy name, amen. We're gonna also offer a prayer for their offering. If you did not know it, we have boxes located by the doors in the back that you can put your contribution in. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, as we've just been reflecting on the great spiritual blessings that we have because of the gift of your son, we know that you also bless us in our daily lives. We thank you, Father, for our health our jobs, our talent, our families, all the physical blessings that you provide on every day. Father, help us as we prepare to give back a portion of those. Help us to give generously. And Father, we pray most of all that these things be used to spread the borders of your kingdom and to help those in need. We ask it in Jesus' holy name. Amen.
5: Morning, everyone Today we read Romans 1014 to 15 how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed and how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard and how are they to hear without someone preaching and how are they to preach unless they are sent as it is written how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news
0: At this time, children that are from second grade and younger are dismissed to go back to Bible hour. If you want to mark a hymn book for the invitation songs, it's going to be number 669. For those of us that stand, let's stand and sing 650 together. 650, and we'll have our left.
6: So, first of all, uh, I just want to warn you, I got my mentoring for how long I should speak from Matt, so... <laughs> I might be here a while, not And the second bad thing he gave me was my sinus congestion, so I, you know, I'm working on that too, so hopefully I'll get through this. This morning, I'd like to spend a little bit of time spending about, talking about a proper attitude that we should have for service. I do this in, in preparation for what we're about to enter into during and after the uh, evangelism school that we're going to get from Rob Whitaker. Now I've got to figure out if I can operate this thing properly. I didn't take very good guidance from Jamie there we go <laughs> uh, so this this passage here some may think that it's speaking about what our preacher Matt should do but we're all called upon to, procre- to proclaim the Word of God um, This idea of preaching is not just the idea of a preacher. It is the idea of proclaiming the word of God. This is what we're told to do. Each and every one of us are called upon to do that. This passage from Luke 10, 1-2, says, After this the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to go. And he said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Matt can't do all this on his own. You know, Just one or two of us can't be effective at reaching out all, to all of the people that we know are lost or might be seeking. You know, Satan has a great way of Distracting people from understanding the truth and and the great benefit that they can gain from understanding and and living up to it. Satan also has a great way of giving us doubts about how effective we can be in reaching out to people. We, We don't want to let Satan do that. We need to believe in what God can do as he works through us Acts 8:30 30 and 31 says so Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked Do you understand what you are reading and he said How can I unless someone guides me And he invited Philip to come up and to sit with him we need to be willing to respond to people and help them to understand. Sure, all scripture is easy for us to understand. God didn't write something that was difficult or impossible for us to understand. But we need to help be willing to help them and to guide them. We shouldn't be just sitting here expecting people to show up and come to an understanding on their own for what they need to do when they get here. We need to be willing to help them. On Wednesday evening, Rob Whitaker and his family, his wife and his daughter and his son and his father will be here to give us a series of lessons on a particular method or approach that can be used to reach people. It's not a magic formula. It's not something new or unique. Um, It's something to help get us started. I would encourage every one of you, if you have the time, to come and listen to what he has to say and what his wife has to say about this approach. It will be time well spent. You know, the work to evangelize a community is going to actually start during the seminar, but the work really is going to begin once they leave. That's not going to be accomplished by just one or two of us that's going to have to be accomplished by each and every one of us. Rob gave me some statistics, he said that of the churches that stick with the approach, and I want to it's just a tool, it's just an approach, there's no magic behind it, but of those that stick to this approach, each of the churches that have done that have consistently felt and seen a 10% growth in the number of saved people that attended and supported that body. That is contrary to what can be seen by the statistics from what's happening to the churches of Christ these days. Every church is pretty much seeing a loss of people. And that has a lot to say about satan and how effective he is at stopping people from coming and want to understand the truth we need to be about changing that we need to be about getting people to understand and come to the knowledge of the truth to do that i think requires in some cases a different attitude That you and I should have as we go about doing that. When people come to want to understand and and hear the truth, we want them to see Christ in us so that they will be comfortable in letting us speak to them. This morning I'd like to spend less than 20 minutes. That's what Chuck gave me. Um, Less than 20 minutes Speaking to five characteristics that I think each of us should have as we go to do the work to save the lost souls. And those are humility, compassion for lost souls, being hospitable, forgiving, forbearing, patient and long-suffering, and being prepared. We should each have these as we reach out. In humility, I mean that's that's a very important approach that we should have. In Romans twelve, three it says, For through the grace given to me I say to everyone among you not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment, as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. <coughs> How do you like to be approached? When people come to you to talk to you about a different approach that they want to give you, something they want to sell you, some way they want to help you understand better the the word that we have in the Bible. If people come to us, they're all puffed up about what they believe and how they think we should believe. <clears throat> and don't seem willing to listen to us, we're not going to be very willing to listen to them either. James 2.1 says, My brothers and sisters, do not hold your faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ with an attitude of personal favoritism. And we need to have a very humble opinion of ourselves and we need not be selective about who we want to approach. There's no distinction between people that are lost. They're all the same, every one of them. <coughs> we shouldn't be looking at their external characteristics we need to be looking at what kinds of pain and anguish that they're suffering inside Romans 12:16 says be of the same mind toward one another do not be haughty in mind but associate with the lowly do not be wise in your own estimation if we come at people with this haughty attitude that we know much more than they know how do we expect them to come to understand and be willing to listen to us we also have to be very good listeners and listening means much more than just hearing we have to understand where people are how can we take them somewhere if we don't even know where they're coming from And we should also be humble to take on the small things as we go into this effort. It may take a whole bunch of small steps to reach someone. It may not just be one large step. It could take each and every one of us to reach out to someone to encourage them to want to listen and want to come to us to understand the saving grace and the saving power of Jesus. You know, many people are not convicted by just one action. How many of you here who are Christians decided that you wanted to accept Christ based upon one thing that took place? Was it many things that took place? Was there different people that spoke to you? Did you hear the lesson or the words from different people? Each of us can play a role in getting someone to want to come to Christ. We have to have compassion. In Matthew 9, 36 through 38, it says, seeing the people, he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and dispirited like sheep without a shepherd. Christ had sympathy for the people that he saw. He saw the fact that they were lost and the fact that they were suffering and that they were dispirited. If we have open eyes, we'll see that in people and we will also have compassion and want to reach out to them and help them from where they are. We should each desire to be shepherds, to take the lost and guide them to where they need to be. How do you feel when someone reaches out and helps you? You're comfortable, you're thankful, you want to be around them, you want them to help you more. First Thessalonians 4, 9, and 10 says, Now as to the love of the brethren, you have no need for anyone to write to you. For you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. For indeed, you do practice it toward all the brethren who are in all Macedonia. But we urge you, brethren, to excel still more. We may be compassionate, we may be reaching out to people, but we need to do it more we need to be more effective in reaching out and to understanding where people are there are many examples of where that's happening in this in this body today we have the food pantry we have outreach that each of you are doing to friends and family and and neighbors there's many cards that are being sent out to people that are sick and ill and need encouragement and there's our prayers, in the benevolence work that we're doing, you know, these are all great examples of how we're reaching out and showing compassion to people. But we need to do more. John, First John three sixteen, says, "Little children, let us not love with word or with tongue, but indeed in deed and truth." You know, having compassion is one thing. Acting on it is another. People see in our actions and in our interactions with them are very important. Um, the lost also need to hear the truth. And I think the truth here is, is the word of God. That's the only truth that we have these days is what's taught us in the Bible. And how can we share this truth if we're not around people, if we don't interact with people. You know, Paul was able to be all things to all people. And he was able to do that for a couple of things. He was able to do that because he spent time with them and understood what their needs were. And he was able to do that also because he felt compassion for them when he understood where they were. hospitality and being hospitable that's another thing that we need to be says do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers and in first peter 4 9 says be hospitable to one another without complaint this is so important because if people come here in our visiting and nobody speaks to them nobody recognizes them and they just walk out those front doors again How inclined do you think they are going to be to return? Very unlikely. We also need to be hospitable to strangers. It's very easy for us to be friendly to each other, to be friendly to people that we know. It can be more difficult to be friendly to people we don't know and have never met, but that is I mean, it's, it's kind of a silly phrase, you know, this first impression, but it really is true. Some people will just walk away if they're not felt like they're wanted or needed or recognized. So being hospitable is very important. It doesn't mean just being hospitable here when we meet together. It also means being hospitable and willing to have them take them out for lunch or to have them into your homes that is one of my challenges that I have and I've always had is this idea of being hospitable to people I call it uh, love of cave versus love of caveman it's I spend too much time (laughs) worrying about my house rather than being willing to let people come in and be in my house and, and being hospitable to them. I tend to be kind of a uh, a person that likes to be left alone when I'm at home, but that's not what's needed when we reach out to people. By bringing people into your home, they'd be they're going to be very comfortable in a house, maybe more comfortable than they would be here talking to you. It's a, a very important aspect of what needs to be done to reach people. Um, It's a problem, like I said, I've had forever, and I don't know if I'll ever get rid of it, but I'm trying. Someone uh, recognized that they gave me a little placard to put up in my house It says, Welcome guests. Please leave by 9 p.m. So it's a... I'm working on it. I have friends a couple of friends in Georgia that have been working on me for quite a while, but maybe somebody here wants to pick up the charge. I don't know. Another thing is being forgiving, forbearing, patient, and long suffering. Ephesians four one two says, "Therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience." Showing tolerance. We absolutely must be tolerant of where people are when we first meet them or first want to talk to them about the saving power of Jesus. People are going to be all over the place. Um, In working with World Bible School, I have students that will sign up and they don't even believe that God exists. You know, there's people that will come from all different places in their lives. And we just need to be prepared to take them to where we think they are, where they need to be. And we also need, need to be understanding that the Word will take them there. Like I said, the Word is easy to understand and it will convict them. We just need to get them and take them to the Word. And by prodding and being impatient, and that's not, that's not going to help. We need to just be tolerant and patient. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, even penetrating as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow, <clears throat> and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And in first Peter twelve one, twenty two through twenty three says, Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere, brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart, since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. When we bring the truth to the lost I think the truth will be be evident that's typically not the challenge the challenge is not getting people to see the truth the challenge is getting them to react to it to accept it the words not hard to understand it just sometimes is very hard to accept. So the word will inherently touch people when we get it to them, when we give it to them. But the challenge for us will be to get them to accept it. We also need to be prepared. Um, Don't miss the opportunity to share. In 1 Corinthians 16, eight and nine, it says, but I will remain in Ephesus until Pentecost for a wide door for effective service has opened to me. And there are many adversaries. We'll never know we'll never know when an opportunity might come up to each and every one of us to to share the word, to encourage someone to come visit. It happens, you know, it probably happens around us each and every day that we're we're out in the community or we're at work. When that opportunity arises, we shouldn't let it go because it may just be a one time thing. It may be people are just reaching out. It may be a casual conversation that you're having having while you're standing in line at the grocery store. It may be someone just openly and honestly sharing with you something that's going on in their life that can be tragic. It may be a request for physical help. There's a lot of people out there that are having struggles and they need some physical help or it may just be a question that is why are you so happy? Why, why do you feel so, look like you're feeling so good today? Romans 1 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. In 2 Timothy 3.16 it's a passage we're all familiar with. All Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. We need to keep it simple. I mean, like I said, the Scripture will will, will convince them. You know, it'll, it'll, will it will It will accomplish its intended purpose. One thing that's very important for us to remember is we're not the message. We're just the messenger. We don't need to make anything up. It's very clear when we present the scriptures that are already there. It will work. We also need to have some recollection of Scripture ourselves. Um, We need to understand the fundamentals. This method that will be told about over this next three days, starting on Wednesday, gives us some tools for being able to present the Scripture, the Scriptures that are important in leading someone from total disbelief. To accepting Christ but we ourselves need to be understanding of what's being taught of the scriptures that are being taught you know those fundamentals are very important uh, we may get pushback we may get pushback from people and maybe need to be willing and able to know how to help them take them from what they believe they many people will believe things without even understanding where the scripture is that taught them that they may only believe things because of what they've been told we need to always go back to the scripture and not back to what we believe you know we may not know where to find the scriptures at some point when they ask us a question don't be afraid or ashamed of saying you know i really don't know where that is right now either. Let's go find it or I'll get back with you and then we'll study it some more. This scripture I think is a really good summary for many of the points that I've spoken about. And I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus who is to judge the living and the dead and by his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word Fulfill your ministry. I think that says it all. Each of us need to be ready when the opportunity arises to present God's word. And we need to do it with patience. Rebuke and reprove. Sure, we want to do that to some degree, but the time to do that is not at the beginning we don't want to present God's Word to someone on the point of a spear <clears throat> we want to give it to him with open hands and don't tell yourself I can't do this I don't have any talents I don't have the ability each and every one of us has some ability some talent that can be used to reach people don't let it go to waste. And we need so we need to let our light shine. We need to be humble when we approach people. We need to be compassionate, hospitable. We need to be forgiving and forbearing, patient in where they are, long suffering because it may not happen in just one sitting. It may take a while to reach someone, and we need to be prepared. One way you can do that is by coming to the seminar that's going to start on Wednesday evening. And another way is, <clears throat> remember where you were before you became a Christian. And remember how you were brought to be accepting Christ. Someone more than likely approached you, someone spent time with you, someone taught you and helped you to understand how important it was to accept Christ and become part of his kingdom. If there's anyone here that needs to come to an understanding of Christ, if there's anybody here that needs help or prayers, I would encourage you to come as we stand and sing.
5: Sandy COVID, Sandy Tagto has COVID. And she's home, and Sue Schumate is listed here is also having a COVID. So, please, please pray for them. The, the Rychards, please pray for the Rychards. Dennis is on hold from his eye surgery, and until Nancy's better, but Nancy has kidney stones. Can you imagine waiting for somebody to feel better from kidney stones, or waiting for somebody to pass a kidney stone before? before you can get your surgery. So I'm sure they're both anxious, and please continue to pray for them. It says that Leah Robinson is back in the PCU. She's having some, some difficulty, but she's still expected to, 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 to be able to continue to, to get better. Aiden Phillips, the grandson of Sue Sharp, is home from the hospital and is expecting a full recovery from, from his brain bleed. And please, please continue to pray for Bobby Securo, who's out of, out of the country. He's still having some, some, some troubles from his, from his stroke, and, and he needs our prayers. But, um, Dennis Torres is having his vacation Bible school in Nicaragua. If you'd like to contribute to that, please see Mike, Mike Wall or, or one of the elders, because he, he needs some additional funding. For his thing, um, the, the ladies will have a luncheon on Wednesday at 11:30. Please bring your favorite thing to eat, and also please bring the recipe so that you can so that you can share the share, share the recipe with everyone there. Our guest speaker tonight will be Dr. David Shannon. He's the president of Freed Hartman University. He came down here for the equip conference and he's willing to come over this evening and 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 speak with us and, and deliver us a, a, a message it should be it should be very good um, Megan Caldwell is getting married I don't know how many of you knew this but she's having a bridal shower here at, at the building on August the 5th at 5 p.m. it's on a it's on a Saturday this is like uh, one of the biggest decisions you can make in your whole life, all of us that are married, we know that. And and this would give her encouragement if you come to a bridal shower and, and, and participate with her and, and, and wish her well. We, we have a young lady in the, in the congregation here that has lost a silver bracelet. She thinks she lost it here in the building. And if you found one. And it looks like the size that would maybe fit somebody like Roseanne Truesdale. Then, then, then let us know, and uh, and and or, or give it to us or give it give it back to her if you found it. Thank you.
3: I think there's some slides, Jamie. Do you have a couple slides? But uh, here we go. Yet. As Brent mentioned, um, we have a special request from the minister that we support in Nicaragua, Dennis Torres, um, for help with Vacation Bible School this year. It's uh, coming up in a little over two weeks, and it's on uh, Put on the Armor of God, Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 20. Um, Just a couple examples of the, the crafts they're working on, but the uh, the ask is for five hundred and seventy five dollars uh, this is you know beyond the what we what we able what we are able to support on the monthly basis this is to be used for um, transportation for food uh, for the crafts and uh, I know from experience Dennis and Maria know how to know how to make things go a long way um, they're very organized and uh, and it, they'll make good use of anything that we can contribute. So if you can help with that, please see myself or one of the elders. And uh, I would like to be able to uh, tell Dennis either this evening or no later than tomorrow evening about how much we expect to, uh, to be able to, to support. Thank you.
0: Let's stand and sing number 720 together. I'm our closing prayer.
2: We are one in the body.
7: Father, once again, we thank you for this wonderful opportunity to gather safely here and worship in your name. Father, many of us gathered here this morning know the truth. No one gets to you except through Jesus Christ. Many of us learned that long ago from our parents or from our minister. Some of us may have just recently learned that. We are blessed to know that truth. Father, we know that there are many of our neighbors in this community who don't know that truth. We ask that you continue to provide us with the tools and instruments and the opportunities to share that truth with our neighbors and our community. We look forward to arming ourselves with more strategies and tools to be evangelists and represent your word as a shining city on a hill. Thank you for all these things, and it's in your son Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen.